Hello, everybody. This is Chanel Patrice Hancock of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast on Anchor.fm, where amazing things happen. It's Thursday, December 13th. 2018 and I would like to start off by thanking the sponsors of this episode Flipboard.com for being such great sponsors of the show thank you so much Flipboard is a site that you can go to to find out information about any newspapers that you like, whether it's UPI, whether it's the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, New York Times. They have different categories, sports, recreation, fashion, politics. And you can get the latest updates on different reports that come out in these particular publications and it's all free you can even download it on Google Play Store or iTunes App Store and it's 100% free which is great I've used it for years And I really enjoy it. And I hope that when you go visit Flipboard.com, that you enjoy it too. So thank you to everybody at Flipboard for supporting Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. I really appreciate it. And it's on to today's episode, everyone. Well, I decided that I would record another episode. I was laying in bed thinking about what episode I could record next. And I wanted to tell a story about my Spanish learning nightmare of when I first learned Spanish over 18 years ago at Cuyahoga Community College in Cleveland. And it was one of those things where... I was on the eastern side of campus. They had French, they had Italian, but it was only one semester long, which here in the States is like four months, total of 16 weeks. And I would have loved to take either one of those courses, but they weren't going to be having 1020, 2010, and 2020. courses here on the East Campus, so I wound up having to take Spanish, reluctantly, of course. It wasn't something I really wanted to do. Don't get me wrong, I like Shakira, Ricky Martin, Jennifer Lopez, Enrique Iglesias, Santana very much. That's one thing, to like the culture, like the dancing, the food, the people. That part I loved. Grew up around Puerto Ricans and Mexicans, so that wasn't a big deal for me. What was, I really didn't like the language. 
but I had to take it anyway for a course requirement. So you can see how difficult this was. I mean, it was like one of the most arduous experiences I ever had in my life. Now, the internet was still in its infancy. You had VHS still. DVDs were becoming popular. And you had CD players and CDs still. Well, I got this book called Como Se Dice, La Lecciones, uh, Los Libros Seis, and it covered 1010 and 1020, which is like the first two years of Spanish, if you were to take it in high school. Well. That was great. The only problem was I couldn't read the damn book. Because it was 12 size font. And they even had the audacity to have corresponding CDs. And a booklet where you had to do your assignments. I had no idea how I was going to learn this language. Didn't know where to go. What to do. And in the back of my head, all I could think of was, I want to speak French or Italian or Russian. Why do I have to speak this damn language? Oh, my God. Well, I had this professor, which was very patient and very calm. His name was Senor Luis Perez. El fuiste me el profesor en la clase de el español. Aquí en Universidad de Comunidad de Tracy, aquí en Cleveland, Ohio, donde vive. Well, fine. I had no choice but to take it. I was told I had 24 hours to remember the alphabet. I knew my numbers to 10, but that was because I learned it on Sesame Street. And I mean, I watched Sesame Street when I was a kid. I had a godmother that was part black, part Puerto Rican. So I learned a little bit of phrases and that was it. Didn't know the alphabet from Kingdom Come. I learned it in 24 hours, came back and recited it. Then I went down to the learning center where I had a friend that had a master's degree in Spanish history and taught Spanish K through 12. And he also spoke fluent Italian and French, two of the languages I wanted to speak, not Spanish. I was five weeks behind on my lessons because I didn't know how I was going to get it done. We got it done. I handed it in. I took a test. I got a B. So I said, I can do this. I just have to learn it by ear. Because I couldn't read the books. I couldn't fill out the paperwork. So I just concentrated on listening and getting as much exposure as I possibly could. Because that's all I could do. I mean, it was such a miserable experience for me. 
I really didn't want to. But I had an hour and 15 minutes twice a week. And then I had two hours in the learning center. And this was six days a week because I knew nothing about Spanish. So I spent 14 and a half hours per week on Spanish. And I could say after the first semester, I wound up getting a B, but I couldn't speak it still. I learned more about how to diagram sentences, conjugate verbs, and memorize the grammar. I wasn't even memorizing the vocabulary that much. I was fighting this like I had a bad tooth in my mouth that needed to be pulled. That's how much I hated Spanish. Well, at least speaking it, anyway. Don't get me wrong, I like to dance and the music, the people, and the food. I just didn't like speaking it. Well, I would have to say, I had to will myself to actually learn the language. Or else I wouldn't graduate college. So, I did that. Then, January comes. We get another teacher. We're in there for four hours, twice a week. Two hours on Monday, two hours on Wednesday. Well, I learned absolutely nothing from this teacher. Except the grammar. We didn't speak. Nothing. It wasn't until the following fall, 2001, I had one of the best Spanish teachers on the face of the planet. Her name was Barbara Martinez. She was part Mexican, part American, part German. So she spoke English, German, and Spanish fluently. She made me memorize dialogue. And she made me get up in front of the class and speak. Because she knew that I had an ear for this. I just needed to be made to speak. And I did. And I learned so much from her. She wound up getting tenured at a religious college teaching Spanish. And she wanted us to go to this college for Spanish. Because she knew that our language skills were very good. My friend... Jasper was totally blind. He learned the vocabulary. I learned the grammar. And together we were able to put the language together. And the students still couldn't understand how. But we did nothing but immersion. We didn't have a choice. We couldn't read the daggone book. So we just listened and did a lot of repeating. I found a show, El Coto de Pueblo. Con... Senior Weiss, Manuel Franco, and I enjoyed it, and I learned a lot, and I liked watching telenovelas as well, but I didn't like speaking. Maybe it was because after four semesters of Spanish, all I could do was order food, tell my colors, my likes and dislikes, a little bit about myself, and that was it. I couldn't hold a real conversation with anyone. And I just kept singing to Ricky Martin, Shakira, 
Pitbull, Santana, Enrique Iglesias, Jennifer Lopez, Christina Aguilera, up until I started speaking for the first time in January of 2018 with someone on WhatsApp, and they were from Colombia, South America, and they told me I was fluent when I thought I sucked the whole time. Now, this just goes to show I didn't like the language enough to speak it, but because I was singing it every day, I was learning a lot more than I realized passively. I just wasn't activating it. Which I advise you need to activate it as soon as possible and start speaking with someone as soon as possible. That's how you're going to get better at speaking. Trust me when I say this. I did take two conversational courses through the Hadley School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. And I did wind up getting 89s in both of those and finishing both courses in nine weeks. And that's when I took the plunge and started learning Russian the following year of 2015. And I've never looked back. So I have to say at the end of this that I did come to respect the Spanish language and I enjoyed the culture and still do enjoy elements of the culture but if I knew what I know now back then I would have made some better choices as far as my language was concerned I would have waited to get to university and then I would have taken my foreign language because I would have had a better variety of choices in regards to how I wanted to learn the language and what language I really wanted to speak, which was French, Italian, and Russian. And now I'm learning Italian and French and Turkish, and I enjoy it. But I also enjoy the fact that, yeah, there was some negativity, People told me I need to practice more, even though I didn't live inside of a Spanish-speaking community. I didn't have the internet. I didn't have any resources, no braille, just all listening constantly and repeating constantly. And that's what made the difference. And I never forgot what I learned either. And so my advice to everyone is if this resonates with you, which I hope it does. Um, Because, you know, you're going to take a language you don't like because you might need it for a degree requirement. You might need it for work. But that doesn't mean that you have to fall in love with it, get married to it, separate it, and divorced. You can gently let it go if it doesn't fit your needs. And keep moving. You can at least say you tried it. It didn't work for you. And you went and found a language that was more compatible with you and your needs. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast today. Please subscribe on Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Store, or any 
podcast sites where you can find Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast where amazing things happen. I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Have a good day.